The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station or the Webster Rockio Ministries, its management, or other host or underwriting sponsors. Programs presented on KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Welcome back to St. Louis in Tune. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston. Mark, are you still there? I am here. There he is. Okay. Hey, folks, you, you are in store for a big treat. We've got uh, John Brown, who's the author of Missouri and Illustrated Timeline, 200 Years of Heroes and Rogues, Heartbreak and Triumph, but you might recognize his voice. He actually has a face for television and radio. I just have a face Ooh. for radio. Mark has a face for radio. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And Mark and I go way back, probably back to, um, what, late 90s over WIL era, if I'm guessing. Oh, you had to tell everybody how yeah, old I am. <laughs> way back, way back in the day. I was I was only like 12, and you were in your mid-50s at that oh, point, I think. Something like that. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> he looks pretty well, good, Mark. Okay. <laughs> John is with the Fox affiliate, Fox 2 News, KTVI. He, he anchors uh, the evening news and has been uh, uh, down in Orlando. He was born in St. Joe. He graduated, I, and I even know where Bell, Missouri is. Yeah, not I've many been to Bell, do. Missouri. Yeah. He's uh, what? a graduate of, uh, from. I love this, pre-med studies at Central Methodist University, was on the basketball and golf teams. He's a, an all-state runner in high school. He's had oh, his cancer-related research undergraduate uh, study published. He has a huge broadcast career, and and he's an inventor of big magnets. You know, this yeah. guy is like the the Renaissance man. I have a lot of time on my hand. My family says, "Why don't you go do something?" So I do. I have to. You know, I, this is the most I've seen them ever. You know, they're still at home right now, and they're like, "Don't you have a project, Dad? Can you leave?" No. <laughs> Well, we, we have John on to talk about this book, which is so just funny. an unbelievable book. It's published by Reedy Press here in St. Louis. And this is not your first book, John. No, this one's number six, I believe, with Reedy. Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah, so mo- most of them are Missouri history because, like you said, I lived in 20 different places, all in Missouri before I graduated college. So I... And I always tell people, my first book was Missouri Legends, Famous People from the Show Me State, and I still keep up the website. It's MissouriLegends.com. And somewhere along the way, I started making a list of all the famous people who had lived in these towns that I lived in. And it's one of those classic stories of... You know, you find out like a Brad Pitt is in Springfield, right? The guy who invented the A-track tape player was in small town Missouri. And I had this list, and I went to publishers, and I said, hey, I show people this list, and they, they think it's fascinating. Can we do a book on it? And everybody shot me down. Nobody wanted to do a, really? a, a book on famous people living and deceased. And I finally got to Reedy Press, and they said, absolutely. And the book took off. And it was one of those rewarding oh, moments that, you know, the, some of the publishers who shot it down said, well, that turned out pretty good. I'm like, yeah, I know it did. <laughs> yeah. You guys all thought it was super interesting, but nobody wanted to publish it. But I believed in it, and I thought, I want to motivate people from these small towns and even big towns that 
Amazing things have happened from people who grew up here. We always think that everything has to happen in New York or L.A. or along the coast. And yet you look through my first book, and and now the stories are detailed in this one. Amazing things have happened by people from right here in Missouri, and people didn't know about it. And that, to me, is rewarding going out, being able to talk to student groups and and others to say, you don't have to feel second class because you're from flyover country. Right, right. right? You can do it. Other people have. And it's to me, that's the most rewarding part of all these books. What's amazing about this book is John goes through, folks, he goes through each year. You know, we're coming up on the 200th, the bicentennial of Missouri, 1821, the state was formed. So next year, we'll be celebrating that 200th anniversary. But he goes through what major kind of events happened in each year, and, and how, how was that put together for you? How, how could you—I'm sure that maybe there was one major event in one year, but what about it when there was a year that had, like, multiple events? Well, so we had to balance it, and that was one of the big issues, is not only balancing timelines, because you think 1860 era, right? Tons right. of stuff was happening with right. the Civil War. And so we had to balance it not only from a timeline format, but also different parts of the state. Right. And so— you know, and it gets tough because I wanted to make sure every part of the state was represented. So we had to find, and and for example, St. Louis was already here before the state was here, right? But Kansas City was right. not. There was nothing really outside of St. Charles, and so early on, the book is kind of heavy, you know, St. Louis centric, St. Genevieve, places like that. But as you, as the state grew. Kind of in the and here's here's one thing, Mark. You'll get a kick out of this one because you probably know me okay. from my my traffic days. When I first started in, in St. Louis with Mark over there, I was right. doing traffic and news right. for Metro Networks. You look at the weird way that Missouri is set up. Kind of these fingers that go out, right? Sixty four, yeah. seventy down to the south, fifty five. Mm-hmm. Those were all the old trails, right? And so that's the way the state grew. So if you look at a map of how St. Louis is set up. That's the way that the entire state developed, out these tentacles. Right. And those became the interstates. But those were the trails that people used back in the day, and those are when the towns grew up. And so our, the St. Louis setup, if you, you know, extrapolate and look at a big screen, that's how the entire state developed was out these trails that all became our major highways. Interesting. It that's was a, so cool to see yeah, the way that happened. That is very right. fascinating to, to even think about that. Yeah. You know, most people won't even consider that. Because our city's set up strange. We're not in squares right, like right. most major cities. Kansas City's square, no, we're, Springfield no, Square. We're tentacles, and that's the state of Missouri's path. Very interesting. Very interesting. What, uh, yeah. what are some surprises as you were doing this kind of research, like we we all know about things like uh, Mark Twain, we yeah. all know about maybe University of Missouri Columbia, we all know about the Fox Theater, we all know about um, you know I'm just flipping through things right mm-hmm. here, the St. Louis Zoo. What surprised you in your in your discovery? I think two two stories in particular stood out to me. One, I graduated in Bell, Missouri. You know, I'm a Lake of the Ozarks kid. That's where I grew up. And that's where I am right I, now. Yeah, actually. right. I don't blame you. You probably I am. you probably see some am, of my family down there because you know our family tree really? has no branches. That was our whole family. <laughs> Bagnell, Missouri. We owned the old mill there. in Bagnell, Missouri. Okay. And you know my my family. Oh, wow. Like Brown Construction, Duncan Construction, all at the lake are all my cousins. My great grandpa's cabin is still at the Miller County Historical Society. Wow. It's on display there. So wow. my family's deep woods back there. And I'm talking deep woods, right? Um, we don't dig too far. Miller County is deep woods. It's, it's, yeah, it can be very, very deep. Family's still down in Iberia, you know, so I, deep woods there. But So I grew up in the Jefferson City area, but I never knew the history of Jefferson City. It wasn't even a place. When they were designing the state, 
Well, I'm gonna I'm I'm really gonna go into a tangent here now. Okay, so when they first started laying out the states, everything west of the Mississippi was supposed to be a square. And okay. I found the original documentation wow. out of some archives, and they wanted everything laid out like a square. So you think, how did our state get so bizarre? Right? And so that you had the boot heel provision that was crafted in by right. a farmer who didn't want to be in Arkansas, so they crafted that out. And then we had the Platte <laughs> Purchase, it. which gave us the northwest part of the state. We were a square. I had the original map of us huh. as a square except for the Mississippi. Right. It's so cool to look at. And so when they started designing the state with the Missouri Purchase um, – uh, the Missouri Compromise, they didn't want St. Louis to be too powerful because we were the regional capital of the Louisiana Purchase. So they said, we're not going to give St. Louis all this power. So what we want is the capital to be in the central part of the state. And so they had this square design. And they picked this area where nobody lived. There were only a few inhabitants out in the Jefferson City area. They originally called it Missouriopolis. Because it didn't have a name. So they said, this is Missouriopolis. It had some trails going through there. You had the river. So they said, this is where the capital is going to be. In the meantime, we're still not going to give St. Louis power. We're going to put it in St. Charles until a capital is built in Jefferson City. So they had Missouriopolis. And then because of Jefferson with the Louisiana Purchase, they called it the city of Jefferson. It eventually became Jefferson City. And I'm like, how did I grow up out there and never had any idea that this amazing history was out here? And, uh, and so those are the kind of stories. The other, you have like um, Jesse. So when you put it in a timeline format, mm-hmm. we compartmentalize history, I say. You look back at the Civil War and you think, you know, everything was wrapped around the Civil War. But then somebody sent me an image of A1 steak sauce. And it said the best steak sauce on the planet, 1861. Seriously. And so you're thinking at the same time that we're in the Civil War, somebody said, I need to make the best steak sauce on the planet, right? It's so, grilling back Right? Then. So isn't that crazy? <laughs> and then the same thing about the Great Depression. You think, well, everybody was depressed. Nobody was doing anything. Yet you had all these amazing inventions. So we compartmentalize. So when you put it into a timeline format, you go and I think the, it's 1891. If that's the date, if you pull that one up here. We're both turning there yeah, quickly. Yeah, right. Who make sure I had the date right. So Jesse James... <laughs> Was killed around 1891, I believe. We've got first skyscraper. We've talked about that on the show. Yeah. The Wainwright uh, Building. Somewhere. Okay, so about the, the same Wainwright time. The Wainwright Building, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Wainwright, first skyscraper. So, yeah, around this whole time, 1882, I apologize, Jesse James was killed. So, at the same time, you have Jesse James out robbing trains in mid-Missouri. You also have the, uh, the medical schools being developed. You have these great scientific revolutions taking place in St. Louis and Columbia, Missouri. And just outside of the major cities, you had a guy robbing trains. Right? You put that in perspective, you're like, well, how... How does that happen that you have these cities right. developing and some guy's so backwards, he's still pulling over trains on horseback, robbing trains and pulling everybody out and shooting them. So when you put it in a timeline <laughs> format, you realize, wow, all of this happened at the same time. And at that same time, Ernest Hemingway was writing for the Kansas City Star. Oh, my gosh. Right. So uh-huh. it's it's just these amazing stories that you run across here. That, that's that's absolutely crazy. You know, yeah. the whole Missouriopolis, that, I'm, my head's still spinning with that one. <laughs> That, that's a great uh, trivia question. Okay, you guys ready for a, this? This should be a movie, and I say this, and somebody's going to make a million dollars off of this. <laughs> okay. When they finally got the I'm new capital, notes. right? You should, because especially down Lake I, of the Ozarks. So they finally <laughs> had the new capital built in Jefferson City. They're working on it. Right? So they have the first train track is being built between St. Louis and Jefferson City. Right. They finally finish it. Okay. And so all these dignitaries, Shoto's descendants, right. all these mayors of all the cities around St. Louis, all these high-powered individuals get on this train, 
It leaves Union Station. It goes through Kirkwood. Everybody's waving at all these dignitaries. Big rainstorm the night before. They get to Herman, a little town called Gasconade, which is about 20 miles or so west of Herman. They had just finished this bridge. As the train gets there, it washes out. The train, the engine of the train goes out. The whole bridge collapses. The engine flips over backwards, lands on the front car with all the VIPs, and kills all those people. Mm. Right? Shoto's no just right? All these mayors were all killed in that no. train. Oh, and the only the way there. they could find oh. out was for one of the kids who was on the train a few cars back had to run to Herman to tell somebody. In the meantime, you have all these people in Jefferson City waiting to greet this train of dignitaries that never shows up. Again, I grew up in that area. How did I never hear this story? And so we found some I've of the images of it. I know. It, that to me is a movie. Yeah, you know, a St. Louis a founding father descendant was on this train. To me, that's one of those stories that you're thinking, how, how, either I did learn it and I forgot it or I never learned it. No. Now it becomes real no, as you I get older. And that's a bridge no, you still, you still have to, actually, the train still slows down at the Gasconade River. Does it really? I yes, didn't know that. Because the footing is, is still not what it should be. That's crazy. It, it, so you'd heard the story. I've heard the story. Remember, it, we talked about it on the show. Wow, months it's, ago. It's unbelievable. These things that you do, you know, you somehow missed it. it. You're, you're listening to John Brown, who's the author of Missouri and Illustrated Timeline: 200 Years of Heroes and Rogues, Heartbreak and Triumph. You might recognize his voice from Fox 2 KTVI. He's an evening anchor there. And this is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston of St. Louis In Tune. Now, uh, we can get the book at MissouriLegends.com. Yeah, that's my website. And I keep telling everybody, Mother's Day, in case you haven't looked at your calendar, is next Sunday. Right? I, you can't leave to go shop, and you can't go see your mom. So what we're doing is you you can order on the website, and I'm signing them this weekend, and I'm going to get them in the mail, and I can send them straight to your mom. There it is. Shop so your, your shopping's done. I can personalize Ooh, it for your mom, fun. and it's there. Just like that. <laughs> you know, I when we were talking off the air, you talked about the uh, pandemic, the flu back in yeah. 1918 and the Spanish flu <laughs> and how that plays in kind of with COVID-19, what we're going through right now. Explain what we were talking about there. Well, you know, I wish we could have gotten the pandemic in the book, but we had to go to press. We had to stop the press for the, the Chiefs. We were printing as the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl and we had to stop Man. printing to make sure we got that in because we didn't want to feel we didn't want Kansas City to feel sliding so we got the Blues Stanley right. Cup in there and right. uh, but again you have to go to print it sometimes so I had written the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic which actually started in Kansas they think of all places right. and um, and here and this is a lesson I think we can all take away I didn't include it because like I said we had to balance really? it by time and okay. 1918 was when all the troops were coming home from World War One. And so we had the big celebrations taking place in St. Louis. You think about all this happening at the same time. Troops are coming home, which brought some of the pandemic and the mm-hmm. flu here. Um, but here's, here's the arrogance of, okay, I'll say me, right? But I assume this is most people. I wrote it, and I thought, uh, I've already got a story from 1918. Plus, we've conquered that. We're so far beyond pandemics in America these days. We have medical advances. We have drugs that can treat. We're never going to see that again. And now we're in the middle of it. And what the lesson for me was, I started going back through some of these other issues. And I started thinking, okay, what could happen again? What have I missed? Mm. Is it the race issues? Is it 
uh, infrastructure, whatever it might be. Right. I wrote it from the perspective of we're so great and mighty that we can conquer anything, but can we? Because now we know we can't. And so it's making me go back and look at some of these things and thinking, uh, you know, fight for women's rights. You know, first woman voter in 1920. Um, we haven't conquered all the issues. There is more to be done. And Absolutely. so it's put in a new perspective of, one, my arrogance of thinking, ah, come on, that's, that's 1918. Yeah. I'm going to leave that one out. And, boy, it could have been relevant today. So I, I, I regret not putting that in there. But three months ago, who would have guessed we'd be back in this position? No. Well, and maybe that's for the next book to Volume two, baby. go to a different perspective <laughs> on, on, hey, you know, we do need to learn from history. Yeah. And I, my question right. on this next one deals with, I know it's easy to sit at a computer and download things or maybe go to the History Museum yeah. and do some research. Were you able to do some traveling around the state <laughs> and talk to people specifically about some of these uh, particular items that you have here in the book? What I did, and I don't, and I'm sure other people do this, but it gave me such a cool perspective is when I wrote, I wrote all the entries first of all, right? So historical documents, government documents, just history books, whatever. I got all, so I, I did all the research, I wrote it. But then I found an expert in every single area. So 150 plus entries that wow. I know of here. I contacted mm -hmm. a local historian who was an expert in every single area. I emailed every single wow. one. And so like the highway standards, I contacted my, my folks over at MoDOT. Um, Negro National Leagues, I contacted the guys over in Kansas City who right. have that museum over there. Right. And I got their input because right. I wanted to get their buy-in. But I also want to make sure that I had the tone and, the, and all the connections correct. And they all sent – so stuff that you would think is, is finalized and done in history. And I, uh, Civil War is a great example. Uh, probably 10 Civil War historians I sent these entries to. And one would email me back and say, John, I think this is wrong. This is inaccurate. I think you gave too much emphasis to this. And so then I'd send it to the next one. They'd send it back and say, no, I think your first version was right. And it hit me. I said, <laughs> okay, I'm not a historian, right? I'm a history lover, but – I reserve the term historian for people who actually know what they're talking about. Right. Like these, these guys who teach it <laughs> in universities. Right. They're the historians, I think. But even they don't agree on it, which I thought was interesting. So I thought, okay, history settled. So I send them an entry about the Civil War, and they said, oh, no, 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 no. That's not what it is. Here's what it is. So we're still debating issues taking place right now. Right. And you think, well, yeah, we're still debating the issues that took place in the 1850s. We still don't have it right. So to me, it was eye-opening that... Because we all think, oh, we've all agreed, it's in the history books, this is what happened. But that's not true. That's very interesting. So that was a great input for me, anyway. Yeah, that's very interesting. Did somebody, Did they send some photographs? Because the photographs in here are just gorgeous. In, in some, yeah. Um, in some of them, and I had to go through so many historical societies. I mean, uh, there's three main libraries that I went through, four actually. Kansas City... Springfield, Columbia, and St. Louis. Mm -hmm. So we combed through their documents. We combed through other documents. But then, you know, other people like um, with the Missouri wine entry, which I think is one of the most fascinating parts of our mm -hmm. history, they sent us images and some of the others did as well. Um, but the Missouri wine industry. So yeah, I'm thinking, I see 1837, yeah. and I'm like, I just thought right? that that was just a recent phenomenon. I thought, like, oh, 1970s, right? right? We've right. got the wine tour going out to Herman. Right. 1837. Oh, yeah. So when I reached out to the guys at the, um, oh, it's a Missouri wine board. I, that, that's not the right name of theirs. Um, but they, they said, John, what you don't understand is the only reason there's a French wine industry 
and Napa Valley is because of the Missouri wine industry. Really? I said, wow, really? now you got my attention. Yeah. Because I'm not a wine guy, right? I'm, my wife is. She can tell the difference. I'm like... You know, give me Boone's Farm. I I, I don't know. Right? I, I'm, I'm I'm old school. I'm, I'm country boy, right? I don't know wine. I know cigars. I don't know wine. Right. <laughs> but um, so there was a plague that hit all the wine, the, all the, the the vineyards in France, and the uh, entomologist here in Missouri, a couple of researchers, had found a way to graft our wine stock, our wine roots onto theirs, mm. and the only way it survived was these guys from Missouri took this wine stock, went over there, or the rootstock, and went and saved the wine industry in France. It was going to be gone. Seriously. Had it not been for Missouri. And if you go to Montpelier, France, there's still a statue of one of the guys from Missouri, you know, dedicated to saving the French wine industry. These guys later moved to Napa Valley and started the wine industry out there. So, you know, and to me... You know, I'm doing air quotes, snooty wine people, which is my wife sometimes. Like she knows stuff. Yeah. Um, it's well, it's not a French wine. Oh, that's cool. Because if it wasn't for Missouri wine, you wouldn't even have a wine industry. So, so, so I guess if you go to history. Missouri wines, right? Should... You cannot. Yeah, you cannot. You cannot t- down talk Missouri wines because we saved the worldwide wine industry. Wow. Man, yeah. I tell you what, that so I never knew that. I've never heard that story. I hadn't either. Wow. I'm going to have to do some more research no. on this. This is a, an unbelievable book, Mark. You should see this. And, and let's see, how many pages we have there. here? I love the I photographs. I might get the autograph. 190-something pages of yeah. just unbelievable kinds of information. And I'm Crazy. a history buff, too. I love it. <laughs> I, I, especially these hidden stories. Like even the Mormon yes. War, very quickly. You know, yep. I, I knew that that was a big deal. I didn't know that... Um, Joseph Smith thought the area in Independence, Independence Missouri, right. was the new Zion. Right. That was where he thought. Yeah. Um, and I've then we, and then the extermination order. I knew that we drove them out, but the mayor, our governor Boggs, signed the Mormon extermination order, and that's what drove them all no to way. Utah. Really? He said he no, didn't no. expressly say that we're going to kill them, but they have to right. be moved out. You think back about that time, eighteen what, eighteen thirties when they came here, and um, mm-hmm. I mean that history. And so, again, I ended up talking to an attorney in Clayton. I had him look over this, and he had written some stuff, and and so he filled in tons of gaps. And I'm like, wow, how do you know so much? And he had been Mitt Romney's campaign advisor. He's living here in Clayton. And so he was like an expert on the Mormon War living right here in St. Louis. Wow. So, again, getting getting to pick the brains of people like that was amazing. Absolutely. Folks, you can get this book, MissouriLegends.com, and you need to get that quickly because John's going to be signing these Mother's Days coming up, a great gift for Mom. Missouri, an illustrated timeline, 200 years of heroes and rogues, heartbreak and triumph. John, this is unbelievable. It's a great book. Thank you. And I appreciate you coming in today. I'm glad. 1.2 miles from the house, I believe. Took me six minutes. So anytime. And he didn't even run, although he he set a state record in in the mile, correct? (laughs) Well, it's school record. A little, yeah, 429. So 429 in the mile. Well, hey, man, I can't, you know. Now that's how fast I drive. (laughs) Now make sure John signs our wall of fame. Oh, we will do that. We will do that. Find a good spot in the bathroom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's, that's, that's normally where, where I'm welcome. That's about it, Mark. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Well, folks, we're, we're glad that John came in. And, again, MissouriLegends.com. Get the book. It's, uh, he will sign it and get it out to you before Mother's Day, Missouri, an illustrated timeline. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston of St. Louis in Tune. You're listening to KWRH 92.9 FM, your community radio station in Webster Groves, Missouri.